today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Yesterday, though, Vice Canada released a story about how a former neo-Nazi is employed at Hamilton City Hall in the IT department and has been for quite some time, as a matter of fact. Advocates are saying that he should not be part of the government. Uh, a lot of up and down about this. Uh, Hamilton City Council met behind closed doors about this yesterday evening and uh, to try to get an update. Uh, we've reached out to a number of people on city staff and on Hamilton Council, and uh, they're being mum on this. And their rationale, and I can see that to a certain point, is, look, at it's a personnel issue, and we really can't talk about it publicly. But that doesn't mean the public doesn't have some concerns about this. Evelyn Myrie, president of the Afro-Canadian Caribbean Association, joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Hi, Evelyn. How are you doing today? Hey, good morning, Bill. I'm doing well. Thank you. Your reaction when you heard this news? I'm absolutely shocked, to be honest with you, that someone in that position having uh, access to, you know, security information with, um, you know, having a, one of Canada's former, foremost racist uh, individual in that role is, is disturbing and, wow, that's shocking. I, I'm absolutely um, shocked. I, I don't know where I could find right now that it's shocking that you'd have someone with that kind of a resume um, in his personal uh, and um, political life in such position in our own city. That's yep. our, our key value is to address Hamilton for all. Well, it raises so many questions. First of all, how did it happen? Why did it happen? Uh, and and those are two questions I think that need to be dealt with, and we're waiting for answers from the city on that. Yes, I, I think we need to have a full uh, investigation into that because it looks to me, based on the, what I've read, is that the city was aware of it, and they it appeared that they took steps to minimize the public knowledge of it. So they knew something was wrong. If his name is not a part of the the, the regular listing on the directories or his phone line is anonymous, then as opposed to others, you call City Hall, you know, staff members to get your name and say, I'll call you back later, et cetera, et cetera. But his, apparently, based on the Vice article, that is missing from his line. So it would appear that steps were, have been taken to um, minimize his knowledge that he's hired there. But doesn't that make a bad situation even worse? I that's I me. Mean, I'm more upset at the city than than say the person um, because of the way it seems. You know what I've read to be handling it. Like everybody's protecting and covering up this person's um, the fact that he's hired there. And I think we should be concerned. I mean, I read a few of the stories about his background. And, you know, as young people, if you're a young teenager, we make mistakes. We all do. So we're not some, you know, some perfect people. And people do change. But this person is, like, older, and it's only been 11 years. He says he hasn't been involved, so he was 33. And then I look at the fact that he was going to be speaking at his lawyer's funeral uh, or somebody had passed away and who was, um, you know, working for him around the issue of um, censorship and the old issue of uh, human rights issues. And he was going to be one of the speakers there. So how uninvolved is he in politics? Politics is also personal. So what's his philosophy, his ideology has shifted? You're a manager at city IT department where you're perhaps responsible. I don't know the scope, the scope of his work, but I'm sure you work with many immigrants and you know, racialized communities, men from the Jewish communities, how have those people been treated over the years, um, you know, by him? I don't know, but these are the questions that need to be answered. Um, I'm disturbed by what I've read, and, uh, you know, the 
the issues raised by many individuals already around being in that role. We all have to make a living, and we are not suggesting that, hey, you should never get a job, but to get a job in an IT, in a senior IT role, for someone with that background is this is, is, is just shocking. I mean, we're getting little tidbits of information. By the way, the reference uh, to the lawyer that you were just mentioning here uh, was a lawyer by the name of Doug Christie, who was actually one of the people that defended uh, Ernst Zundel, who was the uh, Holocaust denier that was on trial for so many years, of course, uh, some time ago. Uh, and and I, I know that the individual involved here at the city is, it maintains that he's out of politics right now. Uh, he now, he, I guess he is now has nothing to do with what he calls the, well, the Heritage Front, was the organization, of course. Uh, but, uh, the, again, Vice has reported that he still maintains a uh, free speech uh, website that talks about things like this. Uh, and to your point, Evelyn, uh, you say people change. I, I would qualify that and say sometimes people change, not all the right. time. Absolutely. But I'm thinking, we, we, you know, you want to say, if you have changed, how have you demonstrated that? You know, what kind of a training has he done? Was it What kind of a redemption process he gone through to say, you know, look, look at me once, I felt this way. Today I'm doing this kind of work, helping the community really build a strong and vibrant, welcoming Hamilton, and I put those things aside. I don't know that there would have been interesting to see where he was and where he is today. Um, demonstrated, I, I do not know that. But that's the problem. We don't know a whole lot, except what his background was and the fact that there seems to be, at least according to the report from Vice, uh, there was some effort on behalf of the city to hush this thing up, and and now it's not not only just not talk about it, but it, you know basically try to cloak this thing. Well, I like what the new um, you, the city manager said that she's going to uh, do a you know very uh, deep investigation into this and present the report. But we need to have key questions asked. And I would, you know, like her to um, really dig deeper and to find out how this happened and why would you put someone with that ideology, is that ideology shifted? And putting people in that position um, with such a disgusting background and the, the comments and the behavior is, um, you know, things you have done in the past and say, I'm in charge of security for the city with a racist background, very strong racist background and anti-Semitic uh, neo-Nazis um, point of view. It's like Canada's, uh, it's tantamount to Canada's Ku Klux Klan running, <laughs> running our city department, you know, oh, oh, not running it, but being a, a manager. And uh, and having and access to all sorts of private information, information as an IT rep, yeah. And I think a councilmatic point is you know, well taken about him feeling um, being exposed and betrayed because he's one of the only, he was the only black city councillor. There are other people also who are from different cultural backgrounds, immigrants, who should feel betrayed that their information is being handled by someone with that, um, you know, history. Well, uh, there's there's another element to this, too, and I think we need to talk about this in, in the broader context. Uh, the, the reporting that we've seen on this, uh, from including a, a gentleman by the name of Craig Burley, who's a local lawyer here in Hamilton, uh, suggested that he informed the city about this and about this individual's background months ago. Uh, and now it's like yesterday that all of a sudden this became news. Why did the city sit on this information for so long? Why didn't they do anything about it? Why didn't they talk about it then? And that's that's what I said earlier. It's unconscionable that the city would not take stronger action, at least be transparent about it and put it to bed if it, you know, it's been addressed, but it has not. It seems as though it was protecting 
this person, and I know as an HR has to do their work, but at what cost do we expose the public and people who are racialized and people that this person expresses disgust for and having him in such high position? You know, in an IT position, it, it deals with our security, it deals with access to information that are oftentimes, you know, could be oftentimes sensitive. I do not know, as I mentioned, the scope of his work, but it would appear to me, you know, to the average person that this this is a sensitive area of work. We rely on IT for information filtering for, um, you know, our security issues, and to have him in that role is um, is just Despicable. The other element to this is, is uh, and again, it goes to the credibility of, I guess, the city staff. This is the second time in a couple of months, Evelyn, that we found out that the city had information that they didn't share, that they probably should have. The other was was the Red Hill, and, and that investigation's about to begin, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show here. And, but that's one element. But one of the, the key elements in that investigation is the fact that there was information there that the city staff did not share with other councillors and certainly with the public. Now it seems as if they've done it again with this individual. It's becoming, it looks like it's becoming some kind of a pattern. I yeah. And well, that's listen. rather troubling, isn't it? And citizens should, you know, make our, our councillors accountable. And I, I urge my community, um, the Afro-Canadian Cabin Association is 40 years uh, strong in this community, and we are totally um, shocked by what we're learning about the access to, of uh, Mark and Mayor, the access he has to our information system. As um, you know, very strong members of our community, of the community here, we are we are we feel a bit let down by the city. Quite frankly, the way this has been handled, and we do hope the city manager, the new city manager, will put this as a major priority for sure, confidence in our community among all the different uh, cultural communities, racialized communities, that they are taking this seriously and they will address it appropriately. And that's what we're asking for right now. He's already hired. They've got to find a way to either unhire him or find some way to make sure that our confidence is restored. Because this is a, for the racialized community and for the black community in Hamilton. This is, and, and I'm sure I, I can speak on behalf of many of my colleagues, in the Jewish community, many of whom we work with, um, that they're also, you know, disgusted. And average Hamiltonians, you know, from all walks of life. Sure. Ought to be concerned about this. Well, as they should be. Uh, and, and just as we're about to do with the Red Hill, uh, we need to get some questions answered here. Uh, you know, yeah. who knew what? When did they know it? Uh, you know, did they know about this at the beginning? Did uh, was, was this something that they just said, oh, it's no big deal? Or did they just recently find out about it? But even if it was recent... According to what Mr. Burley says, recent means months ago, and now we're just finding out about it here in, in uh, you know May ninth. It's it's yes, it's it's it's, it's, it's rather yes. troubling to know that that's the sort. Of, it sat on somebody's it, desk. It's troubling the 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 the, the, uh, the, the city. It appears that the city have gone to protect <laughs> this uh, individual from being known as an employee. Then that's another question. Why would you go to such length if you're, you know, what's the concern then? Why, why would you put him somewhere else if you realize that he possibly could be a threat to our security system in terms of uh, our security in terms of the role he plays and the confidence we might have as a community in someone like that um, having the role? We are, we are supposed to be a city of immigrants. We are a city of immigrants, and if if his feelings or perspective around immigrants is you know, in a negative, um, why would we have him in that kind of position? 
What do you want to see happen here? Obviously, the new city manager says she... Investigation, huge. Yeah, that's, 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 that's got to be the first step. Yes, that's the first step. And to get the facts straight, and we understand how this happened. And then they can say, you know what, we, we see what happened there, and we have to find some ways to address it from a policy end, how in the future we address these situations. How do we do screening, better screening, without, you know, over-policing people who are looking for jobs? Because we have to be careful as well, right, as to um, how we approach hiring, but there has to be some policy coming out of this as to how we, we would ensure that these kinds of um, situations doesn't happen again or is minimized to the least. Well, and it's and again, it's the old adage about who knew what and when, and, and, and that's the thing we have to ask ourselves <laughs> at this it, stage. Always. That's it, always. That, that's what I'm waiting for the new city manager to tell us. That's what we, we should have. Uh, the individual involved, I guess, did respond. The spectator carried the story, of course, and and he has suggested that uh, that the reporting uh, that they have there is inaccurate. Uh, he doesn't specify which parts are inaccurate, which parts aren't. I mean, some of the stuff is actually a- accurate, obviously, about what he, his past was like. But the city's not talking, and and I and I understand to a point. You know, well, it's a personnel issue. I get that, but this this kind of goes above and beyond, doesn't it? Well, it is, but I, as I said, I, I, I like the approach that so far the city manager is taken, so I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt to do that work. But, um, no, I, I just think that the city is <laughs> made a big faux pas the way they've addressed it. They have not addressed it adequately at all when it was raised months ago, and that's, that's uh, a big concern for us. What confidence do we have our own city to make these kind of decisions and to make sure that their equity policies are you know, tightened, uh, their HR policies are respectful of the employee, but also of the people that we are serving in this community. Um, and, and I think that was jeopardized. Um, that's problematic when you have someone who holds ideologies. And, you know, Bill, there's something I always call out and say, the personal is political. So if someone has that, even though, well, I'm not, um, if they're in the managerial position and they have staff, that perhaps they manage. What do the staff look like in terms of racialized backgrounds, uh, religious backgrounds, and how are these uh, staff treated? That's at the micro level, but I'm curious as to how, you know, staff would um, respond to that as well. How have they been treated in that department? Because that's that in human nature, right? That's personal, it's political. You're not out there with a, with a, with, you know, to be out there with a lob, uh, lobbying or rallying or, or these kind of things they are distributing flyers about against immigrants. He just had when the Ebola crisis uh, came about. Apparently, he was at the Henderson giving out flyers saying immigrants uh, could kill us or something. <laughs> so it wasn't that long ago, yeah. Right, and you're the manager of IT where we have immigrants' information to access to all these communities that um, the, all these residents in our city from various cultural backgrounds. Uh, I, 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 I'm just. I just find it unconscionable that well, a city would um, hire someone with that. Well, that, that and that raises questions about the screening process for employees, doesn't it? Right. It has to do uh, better screening, but, you know, we have to make sure that's measured as well. I've always want to make sure we protect people's rights. You know, we don't want to be um, the big brother in everything, which is close to what we're doing now for everything, but we have to be mindful of that. But, yeah, we've got to find some best practice to um, examine how we hire and looking at some way without infringing on people's rights um, about their background. And this guy was always in the news, you know? Yep. He, was, he wasn't something hidden. He's been on the news all across Canada. 
you know, the most notor- one of the most notorious groups in, in Canada about against um, ra- about racism, just um, racist group as well as the Nazi group. So it's shocking that that no one knew or heard about I've heard about him before. Well, somebody did, and we'll wait. To, <laughs> Janet smith be this is just tossed on her table. She's only been on the job a few days, but this is something we need to get some answers to. Evelyn, thanks as always. Really appreciate your input into this. We'll be waiting for more information. Thank you so much. Take care. Evelyn Myrie, of course, the president of the Afro-Canadian Caribbean Association. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.